KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Mail-in ballots for the November election have already been sent out to all registered voters. Residents who don't register in time to receive a mail-in ballot have other options for casting their votes in person. There are 235 super poll sites across the county that will be open for four days for in-person voting leading up to the election day on November 3rd. And according to the San Diego County Registrar of Voters, Michael Vu, as of October 5th, voters can go to the county registrar voters office to cast a ballot in person as well. This election is going to be like no other election when it comes down to our uh, safeguards. We're expanding our respective technologies that are out there that will identify whether or not a person has voted their mail ballot uh, versus showing and also trying to show up at the polling place and trying to vote a ballot there. Residents with mail-in ballots can return those using the postal service or drop them off at the county's 126 drop-off sites or polling locations. Has your rent gone up or down during the pandemic? That depends on where you live in California, according to data from the firm RealPage, which tracks real estate trends. Cap Radio's Scott Rod says rents have decreased the most in the Bay Area. San Francisco and San Jose saw the biggest drop nationwide, down roughly 10 to 11 percent. California cities also topped the list for annual rent increases, with Sacramento and the San Bernardino Riverside metro area seeing a jump of roughly 4%. Rent control features prominently in this year's elections. Voters will weigh in on a statewide rent control measure similar to the one that failed in 2018. Sacramento voters will also decide whether to expand the city's existing tenant protections. Today starts the hearings for Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. You can catch it live on KPBS Radio at 89.5 FM. It's also on KPBS 2 on television and as a live stream on our website at kpbs.org. And remember, the KPBS Voter Guide is online now. It's a resource where you can customize your ballot, you can make sure you're registered, request a ballot, find your polling place, and find a comprehensive link to all of the news and information on local and state races and ballot measures. You can find the KPBS Voter Guide online at kpbs.org election. On a Monday, October 12th, you're listening to San Diego News Matters from KPBS News, a daily morning news podcast powered by everyone in the KPBS newsroom. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. California's Employment Development Department has made some progress on its backlog of unemployment filings, but lawmakers say it's not enough. Cap Radio's Scott Rod has more. EDD halted new unemployment filings for two weeks in September in order to revamp its application system. The department developed an online tool meant to speed up identity verification, but it's only worked for about six out of ten applicants. 
It also built a new dashboard with claims data. At a recent budget subcommittee hearing, Democratic Assemblyman David Chu says the efforts fell flat. I give EDD maybe a D when it comes to how you have shown your information. It's confusing, it's hard to navigate, it's not transparent, it's not accountable. This is not the spirit of what we had asked you to do. The department is trying to automate much of its application process in an effort to eliminate the backlog of more than one million claims filed by jobless Californians. EDD also says fraud remains a top concern and is currently pursuing 75 open investigations. In Sacramento, I'm Scott Rod. California education experts are warning that kids who have missed school because of COVID-19 may have learning challenges. Pauline Bartoloni reports from Sacramento. A new study from University of California researchers shows after just a few weeks of absences from school during normal times, student test scores suffer, especially in math. UCLA education professor Lucrecia Santibanez says we should worry about kids who lost touch with school under COVID. These kids are going to need some targeted interventions uh, because if they were disengaged from school for any extended period of time, anything above the seven day, which is sort of the average or 10 days, they're probably going to need to catch up. Santibanez says middle school students are the most challenged by missed school. So are kids with disabilities and others who are low income, homeless, or learning English. In Sacramento, I'm Pauline Bartoloni. The outcome of the County Supervisor District 3 race could change the political balance of the San Diego County Board for the first time in recent memory. Incumbent Republican Kristen Gaspar faces Democrat Tara Lawson-Reamer, a first-time candidate and an economist who worked in the Obama administration. KPBS's Steve Walsh reports. The world changed dramatically after the March 3rd primary. Right after the two candidates were chosen for the general election, COVID-19 thrust the county health system into the spotlight. At times, incumbent Kristen Gaspar has been at odds with the county. Still very early on in the pandemic, in June, Gaspar was publicly calling for the county to loosen restrictions on backyard gatherings. It is really easy to look back at any point in time during this pandemic response and point to, okay, well, in this month, Uh, We may have felt a different way, but we've learned a lot over time. She's still pushing for San Diego County to make its own reopening plan as the virus continues to spread. We need our local control back from the governor. California is a large, diverse state, and the thought that we can treat every county exactly the same way with this peanut butter approach is the wrong one. Gaspar says she suspended her campaign during the summer to concentrate on the COVID-19 response. She says that's one reason why, even as an incumbent, she's trailing her challenger, Tara Lawson-Reamer, in fundraising. Early on, Lawson-Reamer, who is an attorney and college professor at UCSD, says she repurposed her phone bank so they could perform wellness checks for seniors in the district. Lawson-Reamer is also critical of the county's response, but for a different reason. Not having enough staff on hand to handle the pandemic, even after a hepatitis A outbreak two years ago but they just didn't have the resources. There had been an underinvestment in staff 
for so long that they they just were not able to keep up with the demand and they just did an extraordinary job with you know the limited resources they had so that frankly fundamentally falls on um, you know the prior leadership and the county board aside from potentially turning the board of supervisors from red to blue the third district is likely to tip the balance of power on the regional planning agency sandag where gaspar now has a seat Sandag is creating a 30-year plan which concentrates on mass transit and moves away from road widening projects. Gaspar wants those road projects. How much more are we willing to dedicate solely into mass transit while continuing to ignore the rest? How about we start looking at a balanced way to make those investments? The county's climate change plan has ended up in court. Lawson Reamer is running on replacing it with what she calls the gold standard of climate change plans. But she hasn't taken a position on Sandag's plan. First thing you have to do is a feasibility study. You know, how is this going to impact how we live and work? Is it really going to bring the solutions that we need to to our community? Um, And then as well as an economic study, you know, what's going to be the impact economically in terms of job creation. In the latest campaign finance report, Lawson Reamer brought in an extra $162,000 more than Gaspar. Actors Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin recently held a virtual fundraiser for her. Lawson Reamer says Fonda is supporting candidates who take a strong stance to stop climate change. During the recent debate, Gaspar criticized the amount of money coming in from the Service Employees International Union Local 221, saying the union is trying to take over the Board of Supervisors. This is not the time to siphon precious tax dollars over to labor union bosses. Lawson Reamer says she's proud of her union support. Instead, Lawson Reamer continues to hammer away at Gaspar's support of the Trump administration, including trips to the White House. And my opponent has been a strong supporter of Donald Trump since day number one, was one of his earliest endorsers. The district runs up the coast from Solana Beach to Encinitas and up the 15 from the 8 to Escondido. Once reliably Republican, it now has more registered Democrats. The 3rd District is the best hope for Republicans to hold a 3-2 to two majority on the County Board of Supervisors after a second seat went to Democrats in the primary. That was KPBS's Steve Walsh. Coming up on the podcast, an in-depth fact check on last week's vice presidential debate from our partners at KEP Radio. That's up next after this break. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Last Wednesday night, wild claims and questionable statements weren't the only things flying in the room when California Senator Kamala Harris and Vice President Mike Pence faced off in the campaign's only vice presidential debate. There was even an actual fly, which made an extended cameo on Pence's hair and in an SNL skit this weekend. For the latest Can You Handle the Truth segment, Cap Radio's Steve Milney checked in with PolitiFact California reporter Chris Nichols. There was a fly, and I think we can all verify that one. And yes, there were also a lot of false and very questionable statements last night. Well, let's start with some from Senator Harris that have a connection to California. What did she get right or wrong? 
Well, Harris criticized Pence and the Trump administration for downplaying and denying climate change near the portion of the debate where the California wildfires came up. Do you know this administration took the word science off the website and then took the phrase climate change off the website? She's talking about the White House website, and she is correct. PolitiFact has rated similar claims mostly true. On COVID-19, Harris made a false claim about President Trump when she said he called the coronavirus a hoax back in March. PolitiFact has looked closely at the president's words and found that he was clearly saying the politicization of the virus was the Democrats' new hoax. What about Vice President Pence? He's not from California, but let's take a quick look at his claims. What is your fact check from his comments? Well, Pence at one point blamed uh, the Obama-Biden administration for leaving an empty cupboard of supplies to fight a pandemic. They left the strategic national stockpile empty. They left uh, an empty and hollow plan. And PolitiFact found in one way that Pence has a point. N95 masks were depleted after the H1N1 outbreak in 2009, and experts warned they should have been replenished. But overall, this is an exaggerated claim. Just a couple months before COVID-19 appeared, the former director of that stockpile described supplies as extensive and put their value at more than $8 billion. And Democrats point out that the Trump administration had three years to replenish anything they felt was needed. Pence also claimed that Harris was named the most liberal Democrat in the Senate. We know that there are other very liberal senators, most notably Bernie Sanders. I mean, was Pence right or wrong? Well, this label comes from GovTrack, and that's a nonpartisan group that tracks bills in Congress. They did rank Harris as the most liberal compared to all senators in 2019. They based that on the low share of bipartisan bills that she co-sponsored. But the group says this is only one way to measure a senator's politics. They noted Harris has backed away from some causes, such as the Abolish ICE movement. She's also moved away from a fully government-run health care system. Chris, there was an, another moment near the end of the debate when the vice president attacked Harris's record as a prosecutor when she was a, a district attorney in San Francisco. Talk about that. That's when Pence claimed that after Harris left her job as San Francisco DA that African-Americans were 19 times more likely to be prosecuted for minor drug crimes than whites and Latinos. We are taking a look at that, and at this point, PolitiFact doesn't have enough research to say whether that's true or not. But what we do know is that historically, California has disproportionately incarcerated people of color going back long before Harris was in office. And Chris, back to that fly, it seems like it was on Pence's hair for more than a couple of minutes. Did you fact check that or time that out? Unfortunately, I can't take credit for that fact check, but yes, it, it made its cameo for exactly two minutes and three seconds, creating quite a buzz on social media. That was PolitiFact California reporter Chris Nichols speaking with Cap Radio's Steve Milne. You'll find all of Chris's fact checks at politifact.com slash California. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.